record there too. Hello, hello. He needs a penis. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Penis. I need a penis. Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Look at the wig. Solid snake. Commander Shep. Morton Sullivan. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. is 97.1 FM PlayStation Radio UK it's Thursday the 31st of January and it's 7 minutes 6 minutes to 8 alright Lisp you can stop (laughs) it stop it story I'm so I'm so sorry I'm Ben and Simon's here hello hi Simon how are you doing I'm good that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> what yeah. have you been up to, Jet Setter? Where has he been? Where has he been? Where did he go? Where did he go? Where has he been? Where has he been? Where did he go? Where he went? Fucking nowhere. I flew to Jamaica. Oh. I stayed there for. I could do the maths. Got there at like. Got off the plane at about five p.m. Yeah. Woke up the next morning at five a.m. to get on the next flight home. Oh my god! What did you do in your in all that time that you had there? Uh, went to the hotel, and then woke up and left the hotel. And then left the hotel. Did you get any of that um, nice Jamaican food, or did you just have a sandwich? Ooh, I got to the got to the the hotel, and I had a jerk chicken quesadilla, and that oh was good. Oh my goodness! That yeah, sounds so like a diarrhea sandwich. It was. Uh, so had some jerk chicken. Mm-hmm. Had a red stripe and a glass bottle. That was weird. And really? what else? Judge yeah, your chicken. The taxi that took us to the hotel had Bob Marley music on. So I feel like in, in those 12 hours, I did the three things I would do in Jamaica. You did it. Did you get any little souvenir tr- trinkets? I didn't pass a shop. That's a shame. The thing is, Kingston is not nice. <laughs> is it not? It's a slum. Oh. Um, there's like you the... felt right at home. There's the touristy place in the north of Jamaica called Montego Bay or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's like your Caribbean all-inclusive hotels. Right. But Kingston is just, it's just not a nice place. Not a safe place. Oh, man. So we just stayed in the hotel. Bet crime rose 70% while you were there. Yep. Yeah, I did actually get some a souvenir, though. In the hotel, they had ground coffee. Quite a big oh. bag of ground coffee from Jamaica. Jamaican coffee, so I took that home with me. In the room. Yeah, I'll just I'll just use that in the nice. coffee machine at home. Got yourself a little soap as well. 
Getting some shampoo. Get some soap and some shampoo. Five, five new towels. Oh my god. A set of new sheets. <laughs> Three pillows. Some art. <laughs> a roll of carpet. Anything that's not bolted down is going in my carry on luggage. A TV remote. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> the batteries out of everything. Yeah. Two, gla- two glasses that mm-hmm. are wrapped in plastic. A slightly broken door handle. Yep, a shower head. Yep. Toilet seat. What else is there? What else could you take? Curtains. <laughs> Curtains, yeah. Um, the suitcase was full at this point. Yeah, key card. Yeah, obviously. Uh, there was one last thing that you brought as well. What was it? One last oh, thing yeah, that the I took. Carpet. carpet. Yeah, the carpet. Oh, Rolled up. Carpet. Yep. In fact, you wore it, didn't you, back? Well, you so have like to. A, you have to like make it look like an outfit. You can't fit that in your suitcase. Mm-hmm. Be mm-hmm. realistic, Ben. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was being realistic. Don't be yeah. stupid. <laughs> I'm not being stupid. I knew you wore it. You sent me the photos. I saw it. Yep. We joked. Julius Thornton is what we said. <laughs> but then you went into Kingston and got stabbed in the back like the real Julius Caesar. Yeah, well, actually, they said some of the people I was working with were saying that um, whenever they have gone out, they've been mugged or held at knife point or stuff like that. Oh, that sounds super cool. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> what, a, what a magical place. Visit Jamaica. Only the north bit, though. Yeah. The south bit, if you're feeling lucky. Feeling lucky? The what best about thing, me? the highlight asking, of Jamaica, Simon. before we so go on. So basically, I... Before we move on, <laughs> you attention whore. The, <laughs> the best bit was we got a bottle of water yeah. in Jamaica. The best bit. Guess, you know how they've got that um, soft drink called Ting? Yes. And it's kind of funny because you think, I don't know, it just makes you want to say... It sounds like Thing. Can I have some juice and Ting? You yeah. know, it makes you want to make a joke or something. Well, this I went water, to Tesco and bought some Tings. Well, yeah, exactly. This water was labelled W-A-T-A. Water. Yeah. Nice. So, Is that it? That. Is that, that was that's the best, the best bit. thing. That's the, the best, best bit. bit. Did you say, ha ha, water bottle? <laughs> Did you say that? You want some water. <laughs> oh, God, don't do this. We've gone the whole thing without without <laughs> dancing that dangerous... Dangerous dance. This is PlayStation Radio UK. Yeah. Go hard or go home. I suppose so. I mean, you went home. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, what about you? What about me? Uh, in in the throes of setting up new new job and stuff. Yeah. Getting things all sorted. Very exciting. But you launched uh, the channel, didn't you? Channel channel exists currently. Cool. And uh, if you go to my Twitter at confused underscore dude, you can find out all about it. <laughs> don't don't you fucking laugh. <laughs> I just want to say that that was very well done. Did you, did you like it? It was very PR friendly, wasn't it? Yeah. Hopefully, people will come to understand what that means very <laughs> soon. Um, so yeah, that's been really exciting. Just, just glad to be like working with my, um, cultaholic friends. Mm-hmm. Nice to be back in Newcastle again, where the rent is affordable and the gravy flows like fine wine <laughs> and there's no sun, but there are women who are the color of the sun 
because of the fake tan and stuff. Gets everywhere. Yeah. Are you living close to where you lived before? I am. How I'm close? living opposite. Oh, <laughs> like thirty seconds away. In it's kind of weird. Do you not think I went home to um, some places where I used to live in Scotland? Hmm. And each time I went to one of those places, this was at Christmas. It felt like revisiting a certain moment in my life. Right, like a memory. Yeah, and, and it, you can remember the frame of mind you were in when you were there, the problems you had with whatever was yeah. going on in that time. Do you not feel kind of weird living opposite that time in your life? <sighs> no, and I'll tell you why. It's because I very rarely go in through the uh, the front entrance, which is opposite, which is about... actually on the... Shh, stop. <laughs> Like, I'm very careful with my. I know exactly what you're saying, and I was I was careful with my phrasing because I knew you would titter like a schoolgirl. Um, the front entrance is directly is on the road that the place I stayed in last time was, and I actually used the bin entrance uh, most of the time just because it's closer to the exit of like the the little area that it's in. Yeah. So I usually. <laughs> Come and go from a different exit. And uh, it's also, it felt like coming back to Newcastle felt like I was coming back to, like for a, for a second term at university or whatever. I don't know if you had this, but people who who certainly like stayed on campus or stayed or went to a different city for uni and like lived there and stuff, when they went home for the holidays and came back, that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like the last year in Bristol was just being absent from Newcastle and now I'm just coming back to yeah. pick up so where maybe, I left yeah, off. Maybe um, it hadn't been long enough. No, I don't think so. Um, I, I have very fond memories of Newcastle and I do I really like it here. Um, and I didn't enjoy Bristol. So I'm I'm really glad to be back. And yeah. uh, and, and it's, it's going well so far. It's fucking freezing all the time. Uh, but it doesn't rain as much as it does in the southwest, which is really nice. Yeah. And it's cold it? everywhere at the moment. It is. It's very cold. Minus six this morning. That's my new thing that I've taken to doing. It's very exciting, Simon. What I'll do is I'll get up and I'll check what time it is. And then the first person I see, which is usually Peter Austin, I'll go, oh, minus five today. And that's, that's my thing. That's what I do now. Wow. I'm, I'm the temperature man. The temperature man. I don't think he's sick of it yet. I think he but probably is. Let me, in fact, I can do it to you now if you'd like. Hang I'm on. sick of it. What's the temperature outside? Oh, zero degrees. Wow. Zero degrees, zero degrees outside, Simon. <sighs> so before we move on to the next part of the show, what's the name of your new channel? <laughs> you can go to my Twitter and find <laughs> out all the information there. <laughs> Prick. Uh, let's okay. move on to Game of the Week. <laughs> Game of the week, game of the week, game of the game week, of week. Du, 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 game of the week, game of the week. I have played <gasps> hmm, a tiny bit of Fallout 76 with you. Is that it? Pretty much. I don't really have anything to play at the moment. Well, let's do our listeners a favour and not talk about Fallout 76. So I've nearly got the platinum. Uh, I'll tell you what I've been playing. Go on. I have played Blackout. 
Ooh, it on was, the trial? It, yeah, it was free on the trial. So I played it with my brother. We won it once in a duo. Whoa, nice one. I've, and, not, I've only been able to do that once. Um, yeah, there's a lot of luck involved with any Battle Royale. And uh, with this one, we got kind of lucky, kind of sneaky. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, my brother bought me it because I think he probably wants to win. And he realizes that I'm a bit of a big deal, you know. <laughs> he bought you the game. <laughs> yeah, so he got me. He said he got it for like 20 quid. So oh, probably shit. some good deals for it. And it's good. I like it. It has a bigger learning curve, I think, than uh, Fortnite. Yeah, it doesn't explain stuff very clearly. No. So, yeah, the learning curve I'm talking about is just understanding which weapons are good. Yeah. How to use the quick inventory, because I still press up to bring the inventory up and then circle to get rid of it. And yes. that doesn't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like it should. But yeah, the big thing for me was the weapons. You know, other games have it colour-coded, so gold is really good and... You know, white is not good. Yeah. And it just means at a glance you can see, okay, this weapon's better. Mm -hmm. Well, this one is just confusing and all the weapons look the same. It is. They are all the same. It took a while to work out which weapons I liked. And yeah. even the ones that you would expect to be gold, like when you find a, uh, like an anti-aircraft missile or whatever the hell it's called, they're so bad. Like, I fired... Every time I've had one of those, I haven't been able to get a kill by firing it at by firing it at a player. Like I'll fire it at the floor next to them, and they'll just shrug it off, and then they'll shoot me with their pistol three times, and I'll die. Yeah. And that that's like typical Call of Duty bullshit right there. But it, yeah, the color coding would be nice, but their weapons are so fucking weird anyway. Yeah, that's the other thing is help. thing you compare it to PUBG as well, and it's still quite obvious in PUBG because it's the scars like the best assault rifle, I think. And then below that, you've got your kind of M4. Um, it kind of makes sense, in a way, in PUBG. Mm -hmm. But the guns in Blackout, I, I mean, they're just weird. They they look weird. Um, yeah. yeah. So you can't tell if it's good or bad or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I like these, the uh, semi-automatic shotgun. It's my favourite one, the one that just keeps Yeah, firing. I quite like that. Yeah. It's a good one. I do always have that as like a secondary tend to yes. anyway. same. And you know what I've really been enjoying is you can unlock characters. Did you know this? Yeah, it takes fucking ages, but yeah, you can. So I got one that was, you have to down someone with a knife and then finish the game. So I just ran in with a knife and got two kills with it. Nice. Um, it's the best weapon in the game, it turns out. It kills people in one hit if you've got the it. The knife. <laughs> so, so. Yeah, same as it always used to be. But that's knife good fun. Gun. Yeah, it's good fun to um to go and try and unlock these characters and try and have a bit of a mission. So, for example... Some of the missions, you might have to go to the lighthouse and do something there. Uh, maybe kill someone. Then sometimes it's like you have to go to some obscure place, kill someone in a certain way, and then win the game. I mean, that's right. <laughs> that's a that's tall a order. That's too much. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun to kind of have these objectives. And the parachuting, I'm not really that keen on. Mm -hmm. I've, I can, I've understood the thing. You need to dive down to build up speed yeah, and then level out again. But it's actually using the parachute. I tend to just fall straight down there used to be a tactic that uh, my friend james showed me and i think they've patched it out now but if you you can observe how fast you're going on like a bit of hud on the right hand yeah, side I've seen that, yeah. and if as soon as you drop out if you if you held 
like forwards on the left stick to and and then pull back on the right stick to just dive as fast as you can as soon as you hit terminal velocity if you then level out completely so you don't fall as fast but you're still traveling really quickly yeah you can get across the map really fast and go much further before your parachute comes out okay. but they've patched it and i can't get that to work anymore which is really annoying because yeah. that you know if you want to get to the other side of the map you're kind of fucked um and by the time you land there other people might have already made their way there on foot or by vehicle and you just get killed. Yeah. But you know what? I, I am enjoying it. I still stand by, I think, this isn't the best way that Call of Duty should have handled Battle Royale. Clearly this, clearly this has been a bit rushed. And it's got, you know, they've they've shortened the development time by using bits of maps that they've made in the past. Yes. Which, to, to COD fans, is actually probably quite nice to see them again. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I went to the boat map, which was, what game was that? Modern Warfare 2? The boat? Yeah. And um, that was quite cool to see again. And I, I knew my way around. There's a training ground from uh, Black Ops as yeah. well in there. But equally, you can tell that it's also been done that way because it's going to speed things up in a big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah. I think the way they should have handled Battle Royale was to have a separate Call of Duty Battle Royale constantly right. be updating it make this make it like a platform for all of Call of Duty's future Battle Royale games like Fortnite is so yeah. they could add new characters to it they could add new maps new vehicles new weapons mm. um, microtransactions that don't affect gameplay I don't think yeah. you know we've come to accept that and it's a money maker for developing studios publishers I wouldn't be surprised if they do I mean this trial is a big indication of what they want to do moving forwards um, so I wouldn't be surprised with the next Call of Duty if they do just launch something like that. And uh, I do totally agree. Like it was it was one of my games of the year last year just because I played so much of it and enjoyed it so much. There is a learning curve and there's a huge amount of fun to be had with it. But it does, as you say, feel like it was a little rushed in some aspects, especially because it's got the typical Call of Duty syndrome, if you will, where, yes, I know you can put on armor and things to make yourself a little bit easier a little bit more difficult to to kill but you can just be dropped from a huge distance immediately like so fast and depending on who starts shooting first 99% chances they're gonna win and that's a bit of a fucker sometimes yeah some, some of the gadgets you, you are a bit overpowered as well like if you're inside a building and someone just chucks in a cluster cluster grenade mm-hmm. that's you you're finished and some yeah. of the some of the buildings, uh, there was a bit of a learning curve. Assuming that I'm in a building, I'm safe because if that's what it's like in PUBG. Yeah, people can just jump from building to building, and there's grapple hooks, and yeah. that's probably a good thing because you don't want people camping camping in buildings. But there's having, always several windows and doors. As yeah, well. but having watched PUBG, I've never played it because it, it wasn't even PS4 when I was watching it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's what people how people used to play it. So I just assumed that it would work in this and it doesn't no no hiding in bushes but it's so it's so liberating to play a battle royale game and not have to worry about some bullshit building mechanic that the minute <laughs> yes. you start shooting someone's going to build a massive fortress quicker than you can hit them yeah so yeah i'm really enjoying it and if you want to play then not let me know you. not with you oh, okay never with you 
No, absolutely. I'll let you know. I'm I'm keen to jump back into it. I haven't played it for a little while now. Yeah. Um, I'm annoyed I didn't play it over the trial weekend because I'm assuming there'd be loads of people playing who weren't very good and that would have been quite nice because they're just, as with all online games, there just reaches a point maybe a month and a half after it comes out where the only people playing it are really fucking good at it. Yeah. Um, and that was a bit of a bit of a bastard. But uh, I do remember I have actually been playing something. I've been playing Dark Souls 3. Ooh. which which is still excellent and really, really good. And uh, I've just started Dark Souls 2 up again. Yeah. And I am not having a fun time with Dark Souls 2. Once again. I, <laughs> once again, but like especially jumping from Dark Souls 3 to 2, to it's two. so jarring. Like It's so apparent how this game didn't have the same like leadership involved with it. Did you platinum that one, though? No, not it's Dark, the only not Dark, Souls Dark Souls game I've not platinumed is Scholar of the Lost Sin on PS4. Yeah, but no, I Andy have finished it. Too. I have finished it. Yeah, as in I like I've, be... I've got to the end of the game and I'm, I'm mopping up trophies, and there yeah. will be some difficult trophies at the end where you have to go and get all spells and get to like new game plus whatever. But we could all do that together and make it a lot easier. Yeah, I honestly I'd be up for that, but as of right now, I'm still kind of pissed off with it because yeah. it's just like especially with Dark Souls 1 Remastered coming out last year. Going from Dark Souls Remastered to Dark Souls 3 and there not being a huge difference, really, in gameplay there, apart from speed and polishing and just advancements of the engine in general. And then you go back to Dark Souls 2. It feels like a completely different game. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things. Is it made on a different engine? Because it feels like it is. It was made... It was... Dark Souls 1 came out. Then they, when they were developing Dark Souls 2, they were actually developing it for PS4 at the same time. Oh, okay. The engine, that was their first, that was, they were, they'd redesigned the engine so that they could use it for PS4. So it was the yeah. Bloodborne engine. Was it really? Well, like, an, like an early version of it. Yeah, it's the same engine. Right, okay. Yeah. Fucking hell, because you can't tell that because you, tr- you go to use an Estus and you stop. The collision is totally fucked. Um, there's like... The, the the combat feels completely different. Like the the um, what's it called when you when you parry someone is totally different. Mm. Uh, enemies will like. But not this is I think, I think this comes down to the fact it's... that Miyazaki wasn't the lead designer. Oh no, I totally agree. But like it just it still boggles my mind that this game like has such a high following still. Like some people think Dark Souls Two is the best one. Yeah. But it's such a weird game. It feels like a fan game. It's so strange. And I replayed uh, Scholar of the Lost Sin on PS4 a couple of years ago with Andy and and our friend Ben. Um, and I had a great time. I really yeah. enjoyed it. But I think it's because I hadn't recently played the other ones, yeah. one of the I, better games. <laughs> I think that, it's to me, the gameplay stuff, I always find weird. And it takes me a while to get used to it. But once I am used yeah. to it, I kind of accept that that's the rules for this game. Yes. But what I always find difficult to accept is the terrible world design, the recycled mm-hmm. enemies, and just the weird feeling it has. It's got this empty, weird vibe to it with weird music, and it it feels like a fake imitation of a Dark Souls game to me. The lore this... doesn't exist either. Like, it's just gone in that game. There's there's little bits and pieces, but it has no bearing on it's anything not, well, else. There is lore, but even when you go and watch like your Vati Vidya stuff, it's mm. not as interesting as watching the Dark Souls One stuff. 
No, he just, and it barely just connects to the Dark yeah. Souls one stuff as well. They've just like got small elements like the Sunlight Covenant in there. That's that's about it. It's well, the, really weird. Part part of the um, you know they recycle a lot of enemies and stuff, but then they try yeah. and explain it in the lore by saying it's a cycle and this kind of it's like shut up. It's not a cycle. You just didn't want to make a new <laughs> a new character. Yeah, totally. But um, yeah, so that's that's been annoying me recently. I'm really looking forward to Sekiro. I think that's maybe the next game that I'm going to get really stuck into because I don't, I kind of don't have anything at the moment. Um, but I want to, I do want to polish off the last trophy I need in Fallout 76, and then I'm probably done with that game. Yeah. Uh, but if people are interested, I've actually made a video for my new channel uh, that's all about Fallout 76. My dealings with it the sort of and and then a kind of recap of the controversy with all the pr stuff and how it was announced and the reception to it and and what bethesda need to do moving forward to try and rebuild relations and so on it's sort of like a a chronicling of fallout 76 um and it's it's quite silly and i think people would enjoy it so i'd appreciate it if, if they watched it. it should hopefully be out in the next few weeks so keep an eye out for that i'll probably talk about it on the podcast again when it's out yeah. Cool. Played I'm anything else? What's the name of that channel? Um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's all I've played. I still need to. I've done a bit more of Jurassic World Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going island to island and getting five stars on them where I can. Yeah. And still loving it. I think it's awesome. Like if you Excellent. like city building games, you like Zoo Tycoon or any of that kind of stuff, then give it a shot. Especially now it's got a bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Right. Are we moving on to the news? Yeah. PSR UK News. Bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Bignuts. This is PSR UK News. This week's PlayStation headlines. Xbox going big at E3. Sekiro will have multiple endings. Sony Studios are focusing on PS5. And your PS Plus games for February. 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 Good afternoon, I'm Phil Fallis. Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, says Microsoft's showing at E3 this year will be as big as it's ever been for Xbox. William McPinch reports. Howdy doody. Yes, Microsoft is going to E3. Obviously, smug-faced Phil has made the comment after Sony's announcement that it won't be attending the Expo this year. So could Xbox be planning to take the initiative in Sony's absence? Yes, obviously. What a stupid question. However, it could be just that that smug-faced Phil Spencer just loves being up on the stage far too much. Smugars face twat. In other news, Sekiro's shadows die more than once will have more than one ending. Here's Willie McPinch. Sekiro shadows die twice. The next game from Dark Souls developer From Software is going to be replayable. Miyazaki says it's going to have multiple endings. He also says it's going to be difficult. Now, I doubt he's put a press release out to say that. 
really, it's because some long games journalist has asked him, Miyazaki, is it going to be hard like Dark Souls? As if that's the only reason people like Miyazaki games. Fuck you, games journalists. And Sony has announced that free games from PS Plus will not include PS3 and Vita after this month. Incidentally, the free PS4 games for this month are For Honor, Hitman, The Complete First Season, Gunhouse, and Rogue Aces. Now it's back over to Ben and Simon. Bye bye. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about Xbox? Um, I mean, really, all they've said is they're going to be as big as usual. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I mean, they they usually have some. They showed off Sekiro, didn't they? So I'll watch their conference because. I mean, if people wanted to show off multi-platform games, they are probably going to go to Xbox now to do that at E3. And that would just make it easier for yeah Xbox to fill yeah. the show with games because they don't have many exactly. exclusives. So we'll be able to watch Xbox's conference and get just as well get more out of it than we usually do. So that that's yeah. that's good, right? Yep. I have to watch Phil though. Happy about that. Smug little face. Silly bold, silly bold Phil. Um, Silly bold Phil. What about PlayStation Plus? Uh, oh, did you see on PS3 they're giving away Metal Gear Solid 4? Yeah. That's so, pretty good. You know, is it though? How old yeah. is that game? 2008, maybe? I mean, you you could literally get that game for about 250 in a, in a oh, used bin. You could, but it's it's a it's a solid lineup though. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Are you really going to download that? I mean, I'm not. Is I've anyone, already got it. Is anyone going to download it? Just go well, to the this desk, is save the... yourself the hassle of downloading it onto your PS3. But that's the thing, people people don't really care about the PS3 or Vita PlayStation Plus offerings and haven't done for a long time. I'm not even going to add it. I'm not going to add MGS4. Why would I? I don't know. You don't play your PS3. Yeah, I I don't even know where it is. (laughs) What do you mean you don't know where it is? Where's it gone? I don't know. (laughs) For God's sake. It'll be interesting to see how they tackle PlayStation Plus from next month onwards. See if we get better games, see if we get something else bundled in with PlayStation Plus for make to make up for the, the I mean it's not much of a loss to you or I, but like it is technically a loss because we were previously getting Vita and PS3 games and now we're not. Well, is it so, a coincidence that they've increased your PS Plus cloud storage from 10 gigabytes to 100 gigabytes? Have they really? Yes. Now, that's good. It really, it doesn't make much difference to anyone because all you save on there is your saved game data. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get 100 gigabytes on there. But what no. Sony can turn around and say is, oh, well, you know, we're not giving you Vita games, but we've given you 90 gigabytes more storage that you can't use for anything other than 100 kilobit files. They also up, uh, changed the price, didn't they? They, they increased it. Yeah, so PlayStation Plus increased last year. And I had to update my PS Plus last week and it hurt <laughs> although if you are going to update your ps plus go on cdkeys.com mm-hmm. they will either have a year's ps plus code for cheaper than it is on the store or you can buy psn gift card top-ups and pay for it yeah. that way i it's saved like 50 I saved, quid for 45 yeah or i saved eight quid doing that worth it yeah and they give you the code instantly they just send it to you email it to you yeah so, yeah, I think that we'll have to wait and see. I think that with the price going up and then them taking away PS3 and Vita, I'd expect to get some better games on PS4. I'd hope so. I mean, I'd I'd argue that For Honor and Hitman The Complete First Season is sort of 
the kind of tier that we should be expecting going forwards, right? Because that's that, I, I have no interest in For Honor. I thought For Honor was a free to play game. I <laughs> uh, don't think so. We played the the beta for that, and it felt free to play. I didn't like for, but it wasn't good. Yeah, but you know, it's not for me. But Hitman that's the sort of caliber. Yeah, yeah, that's the caliber of games that we should be getting anyway. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they keep that up because as soon as they have a month that's a bit lapse again, people are going to be even more pissed off than usual because now even even though they probably weren't using the Vita game, they were technically paying for it. So this is the caliber of game. You know, For Honor, Hitman, that we used to get on PS3 when the PS4 mm-hmm. hadn't come out yet. Oh, PlayStation Plus was so good on PS3, just because it wasn't for online. It was it was just for games. You used to get all sorts of good stuff on there. So do you think that's how they've... That's been their strategy. We'll make PS Plus also to play online, so that when we raise the price, we can say, oh, yeah, but on PS3 you weren't paying for online. That's why it costs a bit more now. Probably. there's. There, I imagine there's all sorts of... Uh, insidious marketing yeah. techniques that are going on here to slowly phase out games and and you know make it more about the online services they provide but they need to it's it can't just be you can connect to the internet on your ps4 it's got to be more than that whether it be 100 gigabytes of storage you can't use in the cloud or other features and services um so it'll be interesting to see what they do yeah. with that and how they tackle it i think the bigger uh, the bigger news story from this though can you hear it? What is it? It's the sound of the bells. What is that? Are they ringing out for Christmas time? They're ringing out for the death of PS Vita. Oh my goodness! But th- those bells have been ringing for years. <laughs> <laughs> They've deafened the whole village. No, they, they, but you know what? The Vita has been dead for years, hasn't it? But mm. surely PS Plus was the only thing keeping it limping on. Where, um, and you know what, most Vita players didn't turn it on for the last however many years, but I bet you there were some that would turn it on and play the PS Plus games. Yeah. And with that yeah. going, no one is going to be playing PS Vita. It's dead, it's gone. Well, they've stopped um, producing physical cartridges and now it's just like limited runs of, uh, of, of cartridges. Or they've stopped producing Vitas anyway, but they've stopped actually manufacturing the cartridges they need and now they're not giving and, you free downloadable games it's just it's you know well some companies who've promised that they will sell you know x many physical copies of their game have had to since rescind that and take that back because sony haven't produced enough cartridges in their final wave to actually fulfill demand so it's all just, wow. ju- they just want it dead, don't they? They want it dead yesterday. Stop talking about the Vita. Stop it. We don't want it anymore. Yep. Well, should we mark the date, 31st of January? We can call this the official death date. We're not talking about the Vita anymore unless we refer to it as that dead console, the PlayStation Vita. That's what it's called from now on. That dead console, the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> Because I really think the best game on that dead console, the PlayStation Vita, is probably Persona 4 Gold. And yeah. That was a re-release. But it's not even just on. It's not even just on Vita anymore, is it? Uh, PS2 is what it was on originally. Oh, they didn't Golden... put it anywhere else. Well, that's a bit of a nah. shame that that game was is kind of stuck on that dead console, the PS Vita. That dead console, the PlayStation Vita. Yeah. yeah. I'm amazed, honestly, they haven't ported Persona 4 Golden to PS4 yet. I think that's insane. Yeah, they haven't done it. I thought they would have as well. Never mind. Bundle it in with uh, Persona Five, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they should have done. 
be good. But unfortunately, it's left to fester on that dead console, the PlayStation Vita. Yep. So that's the end of the news. That's the end of the news. That's also our episode title there. Look, we got it. We found it. <laughs> it could have also been an episode from 2013. It could have been. It could have been any year over the past five years. <laughs> right, we're ready for the PSR Q&A. Mm-hmm. Let's go talk about some things. Do you want to be involved with the show in some way? Send us an email to fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards! God is big. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just caught a look at myself in the mirror. God, God, it's big. (laughs) You should really get that tumour checked out. PSR Q day. Question submitted by you, the listeners. Listeners, that's what I say. That's it. That's what I said. Uh, we've got all sorts of questions here, all manner, by which I mean three. Um, so, if you would like to submit some more questions, you can do fish and chips at PlayStationRadio.co.uk. We'll plug it again at the end of the show. End it sure. Um, but for not yet. Stand down, <laughs> but for, <laughs> you put it away. But for for now, we're going to answer these fine folks' questions. Simon, would you like to go first? Hi guys, happy New Year! In your last episode, you asked for thoughts on Red Dead. You didn't like it. It was too slow, simulationy. This is this is an email from not the last episode, the one before. Yes. Yeah. Personally, at least so far, still early on, admittedly, so I may yet bore of this, but I love it. I love the feeling that I'm a lone ranger going about. I like hunting and bringing food back to camp, or the sense of days passing by. Uh, Fills me with a sense of adventure. Actually, the biggest complaint I have of the game is the witness system, and I brought this up last episode, Mm -hmm. because it feels either immersion-breaking or just broken. If I'm trying to be a highwayman in the middle of nowhere, for example, uh, there always seem to be multiple witnesses, which kills the realism. Or the one time the sheriff arrested me after I dropped off a bounty hunting target, and then he paid me. No idea why, as I had no bounty in that state. Otherwise, loving it, and see myself spending many hours with it. Look forward to the next episode. Love you, bye, Evan. Yeah, we talked about that last episode. Mm -hmm. My big complaints about it, and I started to go back to it, I was distracted by Jurassic Park. But um, dinosaur. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it, but I do find the witness system to be very immersion breaking, and the the whole design choice of you can be any kind of cowboy you want to be in this Western society, but if you do something bad, it's going to break the whole game for you, and you're going to have thousands of dollars you can't pay off. Yeah, it, that whole that felt a bit weird to me. Yeah, it's just it's just not for me. Which is a real shame because I was I was so looking forward to Red Dead Two, but I got a couple of hours in, and and I just couldn't. I just didn't want to play it. It just is. It just doesn't do anything for me, and that's so frustrating because I know the story and the characters are meant to be amazing. Mm. And again, as we've said so many times, this isn't us slagging it off because we think it's a bad game, and we think that people shouldn't like it. It's clearly 
an outstanding game, and a lot of people like it. And yes, uh, Sammy Whammy, we saw your email. It was it was a long email defending Red Dead. Um, we haven't put it in the show, but we have we have read it, and we we totally hear you. Like we're not disagreeing. I might it's... I might use some of that next time I play it. When I, What's that? Maybe next episode. When I, next time we do a Red Dead episode. Okay, yeah, we yeah. We, we may well read that out then. Um, but for now, just just know that, like, at, at least as far as I'm concerned, I know it's a good game. I've always said that I know it's a good game, and that's why it's frustrating that it just it just doesn't connect with me. Red Dead 1 didn't connect with me either, and um, I'm really glad that you guys are, are enjoying it. Yeah. But I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want to play it. <laughs> I just, Stop I was telling just, me to play it. I was just reading ahead to this next email, and uh, we must have said something that was very easy to misunderstand. Oh, oh, is this is this another person about Red Dead? Yeah, let's move on. You about this Red one. Dead, saying how come how come you are saying that Fallout seventy six is better than Red Dead? No, we just said we that never we were said looking that. forward to. We're just saying that we're just saying that Fallout seventy six was maybe not as as dreadful as we first thought, and that actually we were kind of enjoying it. We yeah. just didn't like Red. It's Dead. It's a shame that actually we talked about them. We shouldn't have talked about those two games in the same episode. Let alone when the was same our breath. next chance? We only do one show a year. Yeah, and they came out the same year. God damn it. <laughs> Okay, here we go again. Right, batten down the hatches. We're going to cover similar ground. It's Dan. Hello, fellas. Happy New Year to you. I miss your irreverent shenanigans. It's been two months since you've graced the airwaves. Please keep going with the podcast, otherwise my life will be a barren expanse of nothingness. I want to firstly comment on your belief that Fallout 76 is better than Red Dead. Not true. (laughs) Never make a podcast again. (laughs) Pa! One is a flawed masterpiece, the other is a cash-grabbing car crash of a game. Right. The thing is, though, the thing is, and you know what, hmm. you can kind of agree with that, but you cannot sit down to play a masterpiece and turn your brain off, because otherwise you're doing that masterpiece a disservice. Hmm. And I think what we were trying to say last, when we talked about that, was you can go on Fallout 76 and co-op and laugh at the bugs and turn your brain off. Yep. Yeah. I found a cat in the wasteland. And I said to Simon, oh my God, there's a cat. Come look at the cat. The cat ran away a bit, caught up with it. Look at the cat, Simon. Look. And then Simon shot it and killed it. You can't do that in Red Dead. No, you'll get a bounty. <laughs> you get a bounty. Everyone will witness you. And that's why Fallout 76 is better than Red yeah. Dead Redemption 2. I'm sorry. It's just, it's scientific at this point. Well, that's why we gave it Game of the Year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why it appeared in both of our Game of the Year lists. I'm sure you'll have long given up on Red Dead Redemption 2, but I wanted to give you my two cents on it. As I mentioned, it is far from perfect, and there's only so many times you can ride a horse full speed into a tree and find it funny. It was four for me. I have (laughs) saved every one of them to my PS4. However, it is vast, beautiful, and has an excellent, engaging story. That being said, I have a problem with choice. There are several mini-choices in the game, which mean very little, and the good ombre-slash-bad ombre system is imperfect because you can accidentally shoot a horse and lose half a bar of morality points. There's also a choice at the end, which is important, but it's limited in that you don't have any say up until that point. Now, I don't want Rockstar Games to become Telltale-slash-Dwavid Quage Games, but four or five choices throughout, uh, throughout which have meaning would have added to my experience. Kill Micah? Yes, please. Chuck Dutch out of the gang? Yup. Mm, are these real? Do you think? 
I hope not, because I've not got to that part of the game. Yeah, I hope these aren't real as well. Um, okay, well, let's just pretend we didn't hear those, and I'll read that again, and we'll just bleep it out. Don't you look at it anymore, Simon, okay? <laughs> uh, kill blank? Yes, please. Chuck blank out of the gang? Yup. Get with blank? Hell yeah. I want more ownership and agency over the story without feeling overburdened by inconsequential choices. Sorry for the huge essay. I don't expect you to read it out, but if, uh, if you ever do another pod. Smiley face. We did. All the very best, gents. Hope you're well, Dan. Dan! Fallout 76 is better than Red Dead Redemption 2. It's science. <laughs> so stop. Yeah, I stop think with your, it's funny your though whining. because this is all stuff I was saying in the last episode. So clearly I'm not in a minority. And I mm-hmm. do like the game. But yeah, and I said last episode as well, the choice system to me should be, it should never, you should never see a bar come up and say, oh, now you're this this good and this bad. You know, just, we don't need to see that. You know, that yeah. felt dated when Infamous 1 did it. Choice does not need to be that clear in black and white, especially in Red Dead. Yeah. You should just do what the you want to do and see what happens. kill people. Yeah. And hogtie people to but, train tracks and stuff. And even if you do, it shouldn't. you shouldn't get a bar saying you're evil. Mm-hmm. You should just, there should be repercussions. Um, the example I gave was when I helped someone out and I went to the gun shop later and, and he was there and he bought me a gun. You yeah. know? That yeah. is a morality system without having to see some stupid game design bar come up. I mean, these people go to university to study to try and fucking come up with this logic. It's mental. Mm-hmm. We're adults. Treat us like adults. Let me be a grown-up video game player, please. Yeah. Don't want a bar come up. Oh... Uh, what's the name of the person from Telltale? Which one? Ch- it's not Chelsea. Ch- Clem. Clementine. I knew it was a stupid name. Chalem? Chalem. And, and that's <laughs> what reminded me. Chilem? Oh, yeah, it's not Chalem, it's Clementine. <laughs> no, it's not Chalem. No one is called Chalem. Yeah, Chalem will remember this. Will she? <laughs> Thanks for telling me. You could have just you have moved done, on with the game. You have done a choice in the video game. But that's why that's a meme. Because it's stupid. Because we don't need to be told. Just so that you can make us feel like you're giving, you're, we are having this butterfly effect. When actually, it would be more it's impressive if you, if you didn't make it so overtly obvious. It's all lies. You know who doesn't pull that shit? Fallout 76. Oh, actually, you've just reminded me of a rant that I wanted to have. Oh, and I was saving it, bottling it up for this podcast. Should I go and make a cup of tea? Or no, because like... I want your in- your input on it. Okay. Fallout 76 is a broken game, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, game of the year 2018, but... Yeah, absolutely. The best it, thing but that's it was ever a broken happened. Game. Yeah. yeah, it was broken. It was a flawed masterpiece, I think, <laughs> as Dan put it. <laughs> but what I'm getting at here is, what happens when you press options on your main menu on the PS4 over a game, and you go down to update history? Uh, you usually see the update history, right? Okay, yeah, and, and what do you expect to see in there? Um, <laughs> the update history? Yeah, what have they done? Why have I just had to download 30 gigabytes of patches? Oh, right, let's, yeah, because let's they find didn't out. make a great game. Let's find out. Okay. General bug fixes. Yeah. Fuck off. If you're making me download gigabytes... <sighs> You can at least copy and paste your patch notes because I am not going anywhere near your fucking crap website. 
to find out what you've done. I'll just delete the game. Simon, the Bethesda blog is great. It's not even just Bethesda, though. This is rife. Have a little fucking passion for the games you're making. We're not going to go on your crappy websites. People don't go on websites anymore. People go on social media. People go on apps. I'm not going to go on your website. I'm not going to sign up to be a user. I'm not going to, like Activision, here, play our free trial, but only if you sign up to be a fucking Activision member. No, some, stop it. Some games do actually give you the patch notes when you start up the game after a patch. I know Call of Duty does at least. And some, and some games have a very exhaustive thing in the update history where you can go is in it? and it tells you. And that's really good. And actually, sometimes I'll get a patch download automatically and I'll check what it did and it will entice me into playing the game. You know, added, free, whatever. And, and that is good game design, good marketing. It's, it's just, it should be common practice at this point. I agree. You know why they haven't done that with Fallout 76, probably? Because they're, they are genuinely a shambles, is, the, well, is the, the, tall, the long and short of it, isn't it? But also, there's probably a character limit. And I have a feeling that their patches are probably doing a lot more than they can but what, actively but I don't portray. Know. I don't know if there is a character limit. If there is, then Sony, why would there be one? I don't know. But I'm taking the piss, obviously. And what I'm saying is that they're fixing so much because there's so much wrong with it. I'd say... They can't even communicate that to you. But you know what I was thinking is Fallout 76, a game that broken, there's people that will have given up on a quest because the quest was broken. Mm. Yeah. Well, that person who hasn't played the game in a while, because maybe they just thought, fuck this, I'm not going to... If I can't do this quest, I'm not going to keep playing. Maybe if they check the update history and it said fixed and then the name of the quest, they would go back and play it. Yeah. It's just sheer laziness is what it Although is. A lot it really, it really irks me. I would. I, I totally agree that <clears throat> they should do it. But I, I don't think you are in the majority in terms of people who... I don't think I've ever looked at the patch notes in the update history ever. I know certainly you would definitely go looking for one that was 30 fucking gigabytes because that's stupid as fuck. But whatever, you know. But... Anyway, let's move on. Okay, you're, you're going to be all right? Yeah, no, I just, I needed to get that out because, and you know no, what? That's fine, man. Email if you agree. Let me know what you think. I want to know how many people use the update history function. Mm. Because that's I use nice. it a lot. If I get a patch, or sometimes if, I, if, if, um, if the PlayStation tries to download a patch and it was, the hard drive was too full, yeah. and I have to put in a bit of effort to try and get the game to be able to download the patch... I want to be able to easily, after doing that legwork, find out what it's added. Yeah. And then it's general bug fixes. Or sometimes it says, patch the game. You know, it's like, for fuck's sake, (laughs) of course you're going to do fixes. Yeah. Yep. Silly. You want to get the next email? Yeah. Go on, then. Uh, The next email comes from Big Nick. And his big dick. Whoa. And he says, hey chaps, so originally I was going to email you about Red Dead Redemption 2, but it took me so long, pissing long to finish it, the game, not the email, it's no longer relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Basically, it's very good, too slow, immersion can lessen the accessibility, but story and acting is great, 9 out of 10 for me, God of War is better in my opinion. Lovely. Fallout 76 is better than both of them, though. (laughs) That's probably quite a concise thing that a lot of people would agree with. I reckon. Yeah. 
Instead, I kind of realised I tend to send boring questions, so let me try to rectify that with some short but better ones. I mean, thank God, Nick, that you cottoned on, because we weren't sure how to tell you that your questions were so boring, Nick. We call you boring, Nick. We don't call you big, Nick. Simon has like a secret word for you as well, but it's so rude that we can't even say it on the air. Clempominous. Oh my God, he said it. <laughs> Have you? Sadly, we won't hear from Nick anymore because now that Simon said it out loud, Nick is like melted into like a small puddle of rancid juice. Oh, it's a clempominous puddle. Oh no, he said it again. That's someone else has gone. Now Dan's gone. <laughs> Everybody's just melting all over the place. Question number one: Would you rather? The questions have, are boring, Nick. Would you rather have a Demon Souls two or a Bloodborne two? Bloodborne two. Yeah, I think I think I'd go for Bloodborne two just because Demon Souls two is called Dark Souls. Yeah, I'd like a Demon Souls remake. Yeah, I would or like even that. just a re-release. Yeah, but, yeah. But then I mean, also, I'd like both of them really, but Bloodborne two definitely. By Dark Souls three, it started to feel a bit like they were running out of ideas mm. and I think Demon Souls would have the same because it's basically the same game so it would feel like it was also running out of ideas it's interesting if they doubled down on the lore it could be quite interesting only because they they use terms in that game that ties it to like real life well like sticky white world stuff history and sticky Umbasa. white stuff for sure Umbasa yeah we all say that every day um, when we wake up in the morning Umbasa um, <laughs> no but they say things like um they refer to like the Virgin Mary and stuff like that in some of the dialogue. Yeah, because I overheard it the other day in a video, and I was like, "Hang on, what? Did they just re- refer to Christianity?" So there's there there are elements there where it's it could just you know yeah. people inter people look way too hard into the law sometimes, and it could just be them like, Ugh, well, we just need a term that translates from Japanese. Let's there put that in that famous but... bit in the Old Testament where it says, "Those t- <laughs> who shalt kill, stockpile Thomas." <laughs> 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 and Abraham said to God, "You come back alive. I need your business." <laughs> yeah, no, but I just think it's interesting that that they went with that choice. Maybe because they thought, "Oh, and like this is just some tiny little weird game that no one's going to play, but we need to translate it." So, just the closest analog is a is a Christianity reference. But I just thought that was interesting, mm. and if they that could definitely provide it with a distinction. Yeah. You know that, that sets it apart from Dark Souls. If they if they sort of imply that maybe this is, is real this world real somehow, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. that was I thought that was fun. Yeah. Number two, who would win in an assassin off? Out of Solid Snake, Agent Forty Seven, Splinter Cell Dude, or Dishonored Dude? Well, right off the bat, Dishonored Dude has, like, actual magical powers. I was going to say Dishonored as well. So I think he's probably got the advantage here. The rest of them are very good at hiding. One of them is very good at setting traps. One of them has, like, three lights on his head, so he's good. No, he's not. Uh, I think Splinter is the worst one. Yeah, I agree. But um, Corvo is Dishonored Dude. He's, he can fucking, like, teleport and shit. So is Snake as well. I think he'd, he'd probably die first. Well, he, if he ever got there, because he's got that massive ladder to climb, hasn't he? So it'd take him years. <laughs> I'm just it'd thinking of the ones that don't really have a power. Mm. You know, at least at least the guy from Assassin's Creed can blend in and people can't really see him. Solid Snake's just... <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really do anything. He's he's unremarkable, but he's very tough. Well, but he's only because he's a, he's, a, he's a protagonist. He, he can't die. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they've he's all got snakes. that going for them. 
Agent 47, I think, has some, like, super human abilities, right? Isn't he meant to, like, have super stamina and some kind of strength sort of stuff as well? Like, he's meant yeah. to be a superior person. Yeah, he's I basically think. like, um, it's like Jason Bourne type stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but bred I for success. I guess Agent 47 would beat the Assassin's Creed guy because he's basically the same but with a gun. Is Assassin's Creed man mentioned in this question? I yes. think he is. is oh, he? no, he's not. I'm just reading Assassin off. Okay, so... <laughs> so Dishonored, then Agent 47, then yep. Solid Snake, then Splinter Cell. Yeah, Splinter Cell Man doesn't really do anything. No. He's just got a knife and three lights. Good for you, my my man. My mitten. Number my three, mitten. when you order a Chinese, do you get rice or noodles or both? Get rice. Rice. Yeah. Rice. Rice, rice, baby. Yep. Uh, some sort of like either... Meat fried rice, egg whatever fried rice. special fried rice is, like, go for that. That's the good stuff right there. I, I recently discovered, rice. very sad, Simon, egg fried rice is excellent, though, that the Chinese that I used to get all the time up here, because it was really good, has closed permanently. Ah, oh, they couldn't deal without not with the not having your business. That's exactly the jokes that I made. They sh- you've shut them down. I was down. keeping them afloat, and I went away, and they closed down. <laughs> As they're sad. putting the close sign on the door for the final time. If only we'd known he wasn't coming back. <laughs> he just stopped ordering one day. I wonder where he is. I hope he's okay. If he'd let us know and we could have budgeted for this. <laughs> we could have moved with him. <laughs> <laughs> we could deliver to Bristol. <laughs> we could have done it. Sure, it would have been difficult at first, but we could have made it work. <laughs> he has a microwave. <laughs> Number four, has Ubisoft finally given up? Far Cry New Dawn is coming out three months before Rage 2 and is visually so close to Horizon Zero Dawn, it's offensive. <laughs> I haven't looked at anything to do with Far Cry, Far Cry New Dawn, but I am so uninterested in that series now. Same. Because they're so, all so similar. But Far Cry New Dawn is actually a direct sequel um, to Far Cry 5, which I was interested to, to learn, uh, because usually they're all standalone games, aren't they? Uh, I think so, yeah. But Far Cry 5 uh, like leads into this game, apparently. So uh, that's that's kind of cool. Some people are excited for it. The Far Cry games are always like very they've, solid. Yeah, they've clearly but, only done that, though, so they can try and... Because they're probably wondering why sales are dropping, and they're like, oh, well, maybe if we carry the story Post-apocalyptic, over. yeah, let's do it. I think, though, uh, that Far Cry is suffering from what Assassin's Creed suffered from. Mm-hmm. There's Fatigue. just just too many, yeah. And if you miss one, then do you get the next one, or have you missed the boat? And the last one I got was Far Cry Three, and then I missed four. I felt like I couldn't get five, and now the series has well and truly lost me. Four was fine. It wasn't wasn't. I enjoyed it, but it was it was Far Cry Three again, but with yeah. a different bad plot. Well, no, Far Cry 3's plot was pretty good, but then they killed off the the main villain halfway through, and it was like, well, what's the point in playing anymore? Yeah, he, he was, was the, the whole bit. point. Um, yeah, he's now the Scorpion, isn't he, in Marvel? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for podcasting, is. guys. I know you're both super busy, but seeing that a new PSR UK show has happened is genuinely exciting as a result of your infrequency. Love you, bye. Big Nick. P.S. Hitman 2 is very bloody good. Plus, if you bought Season 1, you can install a Legacy Pack that adds all the Season 1 missions into the new game. That's awesome. 
Hmm. It's fiddly but pretty great. I seem to remember Simon mentioning he bought it but didn't play very much of it, so if you fancy, I highly recommend Hitman 2. It improves on Season 1 in every way. And now that Season 1 is coming out on PS Plus, mm-hmm. presumably that means that everyone could do that. Yeah. It would almost invalidate playing. <laughs> playing Part 1. Yeah, Just so what, how does it work? Do you play it. part two? Do you play it in the part two engine or something? Why? Like, what, why would you do it? I don't know. He says it's fiddly, so it sounds awesome. Or does it literally but, just make it make it accessible from the Hitman Two main menu? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, Could it's be. good. Could be good, wonderful. Good, good. Well, thank thank you, Nick, and uh, sorry Simon melted you. Any iTunes reviews? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, good. Oh, thank fuck, right? Just kidding. End this fucking thing. <laughs> God, this goddamn shit show. Jesus Christ. Um, I know we keep promising When will it. you learn? <laughs> Your actions have consequences. <laughs> um, we should play that. Every, we should say that every time there's no iTunes reviews. <laughs> when will you learn? Any new iTunes reviews? No? Okay, right. See you in six months, fuckers. <laughs> when will um, you learn? <laughs> Your actions have consequences. Uh... If yeah, someone's listening well, and has can... never seen that, then just go to YouTube and type that in. When will you learn? Yeah, Sonic Kid. It's amazing. Um, it is amazing. It's one of the best videos on YouTube ever made. We keep saying it, but we're here. We're settled. Um, we, you may find that we won't be recording every week, but we're certainly going to make an effort to try and record a little more regularly. Um, we would, probably would have done it last week, but Simon was jet-setting. <clears throat> so, yeah, keep an eye out for more episodes, and please do send some emails. Let's move on to the end of the show. Yes. Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall. And what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. End of the show. End, end it of the show, show. End it show. End, end it show. show. End of the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening with the holes on the side of your faces. Yeah, um, thanks. Sometimes there's no ears for some people, you know, because everybody's different. But the, everybody has the hole. Everybody's got that hole. The little ear hole. The sound hole. It's where the, where the spiders feel, live. Making me feel a bit sick imagining anyway, this. So if you could take your fingers out of um, your ear holes on the side of your face... Uh, Simon's now going to tell you how you can put those fingers to good use. Yep. So get typing. Type an Tip-a-tapa. iTunes review. Tip-a-tapa. Type an iTunes review. If you haven't done it, even if you don't have an Apple account, get an Apple account. Sign up to whatever they ask you to do. Click yes on terms and conditions. Yeah. Share data. Mm-hmm. FaceTime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then send us an email, fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. And you can find us on social media. Just search for us. <clears throat> yes. Okay, this, search for I, us. I get lazier at this every episode. You do. PS Radio UK. It's exhausting. On Twitter. PlayStation Radio UK on Facebook. As if they don't know at this point. Look at the show notes. <laughs> Nobody looks at the show notes. I don't yeah, know why we well, put them in We there. put more effort into our show notes than, you know, massive companies do into their update, patch update history. Oh, take that billion dollar industry. Yeah. Bigger than bigger than movies and music and yeah, but they're lazy. Did you know that Red Dead Redemption Two out um, outgrossed the entire music industry from last year? 
That's because of Spotify. <laughs> probably because of Spotify. And also, music's stupid. <laughs> I said it. I said what we were all thinking. Well, music's dumb. What's better than music? Fallout 76. Absolutely. Flawed masterpiece, Fallout 76. Email us if you disagree so that we can block you. <laughs> <laughs> Blacklisted, son. <laughs> I can't you. wait until Flawed Masterpiece Fallout 76 is on that dead console, PlayStation Vita. It's going to be great. Yeah. Can't wait. Simon, thanks so much for coming and playing today. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Love you, bye. 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 PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK. So, if you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a massive cr-